When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Longer, you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hitters, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trapper Dive. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Trapper Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Marley Maul, in here with AJ and Dre. Fellas, what it do, man? How y'all feeling, bro? Y'all good? Great man, shit. I'm up. I've been enjoying some good bowl game foot college football. Man, it's been some good games on. It's gonna keep it going. I'm ready for this draft. You already know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? Right, Everything but what's going on here. We we ain't worried about the games right now. We only worried about the future. So I'm watching these college right. games. I'm acting like I'm about to get interviewed and hired by Josh Harris. You know what I'm saying? I'm over here doing my scouting. <laughs> we know what time it is, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you though. I ain't even been watching that many bowl games yet, bro. I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the uh the, the real games to start, bro. The real college games to start, bro. What, I ain't gonna what, lie what, to what real? Hold up, hold up. I did what, see what, I did see the USC jump. I did see the USC jump last night. No, what, no, what, what 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 real games are you are you speaking? I'm talking about the ones where where the first of all the the, the college playoffs, right? See, but then what, like the New Year's New Year's five or New Year's six, like okay. all of them. Games, all right. like, the only reason why I, only reason why I say that is because I learned, bro. Like you know, we both both you and I gamble, bro. Like I realized you don't know nothing about none of these college games or college teams, especially around bowl season, bro. Especially when there's random matchups. Like I don't even want to waste my time with them. Like I'll watch them. Like if I if I ain't got nothing going on, admittedly I, I'll watch them. But give me the New Year's six. Give me the ones where the where the where the stakes are a little bit higher, bro. I, I want them. I want to watch them. <laughs> no, I, I get you more. Normally, I would be with you, but I'm not watching the playoffs this year. It's bullshit, and it's a sham. Oh, because ah, Florida State. <laughs> oh, Florida State. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not watching. I'm watching everything but the playoffs, more. So I'm, you know, I'm I off. forgot about that. <laughs> you rather have been there and got blown out? <laughs> hey, we earned the right to be blown out. They did, we earned, though, bro. They, they earned you know right to be, We earned that right to get. Ain't, no, hey, ain't nobody, ain't nobody trying. 
But why? Ain't nobody trying to see that January 1st. Ain't nobody trying to see that January 1st. But let me ask y'all one question, bro. Because even with all that being said, like, I don't even think Alabama should have got in there after they beat Georgia. But Georgia ain't losing two years, bro. And that's another thing. Like, we were so focused about about Florida State, which they should have been in there, right? Mm -hmm. But, bro, they lose one game and they lose in the championship, right? You telling me they get bounced? Alabama was, what, sixth or seventh? When they, yeah, when they won, and, and they and they climbed up, but it's the SEC bias. But AJ, we wouldn't have got blown out. You know why we wouldn't have got blown out? Because our defense on point. <laughs> we got one of the best defenses in the country. It, it might have been an ugly game, but we we wouldn't have got blown out up in there. <laughs> Look at AJ face, bro. Bro, you know y'all wasn't competing with nothing unless you guys might have went against Bama. Yeah, that's the only that's the only way. Like I mean, Bama's t- offense is kind of hit or hit or miss, but you weren't you weren't stopping Washington's offense at all. Why not? With our defense, or what, the people was worried about our quarterback. They weren't talking about the defense. I mean, I, I, about guess, our I guess you guys can try next year. You know, I don't know how you gonna, how you gonna get Keon. Well, they got twelve teams. Uh, they got twelve Jared teams. I don't know how you're going to get the Keon Coleman and Jerry Burst. Oh, we, we, hey. That's what the transfer portal for. You know what I'm saying? We got right, the trade. Hey, we, we back in this. You know what I'm saying? We ain't doing number reloading and we ain't rebuilding no more. Right. <laughs> so listen, man, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and talk about the boys. Bro. Yes, and before we even get started, if you haven't done so already, appreciate everybody who's tapping in. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all that good stuff, man. If you haven't done so on the YouTube side, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you're on Twitter or Twitch and you haven't got to the YouTube side, man, go ahead and do that. Um, try to dive on YouTube, but you're gonna find us there, man. Hit that subscribe button. Um, if you are on the audio side, as always, but we appreciate it if you get a rating review. Um, that helps us out, bro. It helps us compete with some of the big dogs. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead, help us out, bro. Get us that them ratings and reviews. That's definitely appreciated. On the show today, it's gonna be a little abbreviated show, so we're gonna go ahead and get right into it in a split second. We got Amp coming up soon. Um, Amp is a good man from uh and he actually from the DMV, but he covers the Jacksonville Jaguars. He moved down there in a little, uh, probably some time ago. I don't know. <laughs> but he covers the Jaguars for Locked On Jaguars, man. He's there day-to-day. Um, and, and after their game against, uh, who did they play this week? The Buccaneers. Um, there was a lot of controversy and discussions on, on Twitter uh, where Ant was actually, like, right in the mix. He was in the heat of the battle talking about Trevor Lawrence's future beyond his rookie deal. And I think that's going to be somewhat uh, uh, it's a it's an offset. It's kind of a, a change up um, from the discussions that we had going on. But it's it's definitely a discussion that is at the very least worth talking about as you kind of have that perspective of quarterbacks here in Washington, Sam Howell included. So we're going to we're going to be talking to him in a little bit. Hopefully you all enjoy that conversation. All that good stuff. Fellas, let's get into it. Last time we talked, um, Jacoby wasn't named a starter, but we kind of figured that was on the way. Um, based on what Ron was saying, um, I, I, I phrased the the title of this podcast saying, "Excuse me, Brissett starting versus San Fran means what?" Um, I, we can kind of start there. Um, now that it's official, what do we think that means? Um, what do we think that means for Ron? What do we think that means for Sam? Um, what do we think that means for Beanie? I let's kind of let's kind of dive into it a little bit while we while we got some time waiting on Amp. Uh, Dre, you got the floor first, man. What you thinking? Well, I mean, it, you you just get the feeling we talked about this that they wanted to do this before. I don't, you know, this isn't the first week they wanted to do this. It just was the convenient week to do this. I mean, 
I don't really have uh, too much against that. I know a lot of fans are like, oh, you know, they can just play ride it out with Sam, which I agree with to the extent that I don't want to win any more games. And I feel like Sam, <laughs> Sam not going to give you a chance to win any games. Brissette might get you in it. But, I mean, with who you're playing, it really kind of doesn't matter at this point. Depends on whether the Cowboys are playing for something or not. But for Ron Rivera at this point, I don't know necessarily what it means for him because I think he's just done and cooked regardless. I think the only thing that Ron could kind of benefit from this, and this is something that's only personal to him and something I just kind of realized today is that, that – record. Walk- yeah, that record thing. Now, that could be something on Ron's mind. Like, you know, I can see Ron having that kind of, you know, ego. Like, man, you know, I don't want to go out of here under 500. I mean, that's the only way I can see that benefiting Ron in any kind of way. Now, EB. EB might be the only person that this really benefits from at the end of the day. You know, if Brissette goes out there these next two games and he performs like, you know, similar to what he's been doing when he comes in relief for Sam Howell. If he comes out there and the offense is jumping and the offense is flowing for two games against the 49ers and the Cowboys, especially if the Cowboys have something to play for, then the narrative kind of shifts and changes around EB because even up to this point right now, you still have a lot of people questioning EB and saying he ruined Sam Howell and he had a big fault in Sam Howell's developmental lack thereof. So this is the person to me with the news of Jacoby Brissett starting that would been that that seems to benefit the most if anything positive comes from it. Now uh as far as Sam Howell I think what it means for him, it just means that he's not starting in this league at this point. I mean, I don't know if it means he's ever going to. I mean, I'm sure he'll get some something somewhere else or maybe even here, depending if he's staying here and someone gets hurt, whatever. I don't think, you know, the door shut on him uh, as far as becoming a good player in this league. But I do think that it hurts him in the eyes of whoever comes in here next as far as the GM goes, uh, the coaching goes, because now they're looking at it like, man, damn, like this dude got benched a couple of times. I mean, you see the tape. I mean, you saw the flaws that he had are the same flaws in the tape that he had in college. So it just shows kind of that lack of progression and, you know, shows that it's hard for him to kind of get out of his fatal flaws. So that that's what this news does. It hurts him in a sense of, He's just he's not going to go into this offseason or this team is not going to go into this offseason thinking we got a guy here. No, <laughs> because we right now are playing for a top three pick at this point. You know, I mean, depending on what the Patriots don't, we're not going to fall probably outside of number four. So you're looking at the quarterbacks in this class now. And Sam, Howe does not stop you from doing that at all? So that's what this news really signifies. But at the end of the day, again, the person who seeks to benefit the most from this would be Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with uh, Dre. I think uh, Eric Bieniemy definitely benefits from it because, and I don't even think it's necessarily NFL pundits. They they know what's up. They know what the deal is. But within the fan base, Eric Bieniemy can improve his his um, review or how people look at him. NFL pundits know exactly who Sam Howe is as a prospect. They did their own scouting, you know, during the period of of trying to figure out if they wanted a quarterback on their roster, not necessarily to be a starter, but just to implement within their quarterback room. So they know the in and outs of that. Um, I think Jacoby Brissett allows these offensive players to hit certain incentives within their contracts. Um, Guys haven't been able to get yardage, get catches, um, get touchdowns. 
he he helps you look like a more efficient NFL offense overall. Like we seen him do this with Cleveland last year uh, in replacement of Deshaun Watson while he was still handling his suspension. Um, will they win any games? Hell no. Uh, <laughs> but at least the offense will be able to move the ball up and down the field more and actually operate like a modern day offense. And um, I think that that will help with some evaluation in, in regards to the remaining players, because everyone is pretty much on a, a trial basis with the new regime that's going to be coming in. No one knows exactly who's going to stay, who's not going to stay. You could be a second round pick, first round pick doesn't guarantee you a, a job with this new regime because you're not one of their guys. We've seen this is how most teams operate when they hire new front office executives and new coaches. staff. if you're not one of their guys or they didn't view you highly in their process with whatever team they were with prior, more than likely your chances of remaining on the roster is slim to none. So even for Sam Howell, you know, he may not even be a number three here next year. Uh, due to the fact of not being one of those guys. They might want to go draft their own uh, developmental guy uh, because that's essentially what Sam Howe is at this point. He can't even be your number two next year um, because he's still learning and he's behind the curve. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much how I view the situation with uh, Brissett. But I just think overall when you look at Ron Rivera's tenureship as a head coach, man, it's always – a little bit, uh, not even a little bit too late. It's 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 too late, pretty much. <laughs> I can't even say it's a little bit too late. Everything that's, is. That's what is, I. That's what I meant, Dre. When I, when I asked, time. like, what is it? What what did it mean for Ron? Because like we kind of knew the answer, but like if we dive into it, it's like, um, I, at this point, bro, I don't. I'm not. Everything in the off season is literally. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Everything that has happened to this point has been backed up by everything that Ron has said. He wanted to do right. Um, he wanted to start. He wanted to start Sam. Um, he told people in interviews, the OC candidates, that he was moving forward with Sam as his starter. Um, he said that Sam would get every rep and every opportunity to be the starter here in Washington. Uh, even during the season, during the problems that was going on when he was having his ups and downs, we're sticking with Sam. We're going to let him ride ride this out. And I think everything that he has said to this point has like been it's been consistent in that regard. Right. But when you bench, uh, Brissette, I'm excuse me, I'm sorry. When you bench, uh, Sam Howell at that point, things change because now you're evaluating uh, a, a bigger perspective, right? You're not just looking at everything that he said is, is more so uh deeper from the standpoint of like every action has consequences. Every decision has consequences. So when you look at every single thing that he has done to this point, Ron Rivera and every decision that he has made, this is where you get to the point of Sam looking shaken, Sam looking, uh, Sam looking broken. Things are, are rever he's reverting back to what he what he knows, which are bad habits. Like those are the consequences of a person who decided, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out with Sam, or we're gonna give Sam every opportunity. But he don't know on the other end of this, like what the 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 what the 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 positives are, like. The positive outcomes or what the negative outcomes are and what the extreme positives are, which could be a, a person who looks like an elite quarterback. You have 11 wins. He carries your team. He carries your defense because we didn't know the defense won't be so bad. But look, we still got 11 wins out of it or the extreme negatives. 
this man can't even see what's going on right now. He can't process the defense. He can't process what he's going on, like post-snap or pre-snap. He's looking shaking. He's he's scrambling out of empty pockets. Those are the extreme negatives. With, those are part of the consequences in which you get as a result of going with that fifth year, excuse me, I'm sorry, fifth round quarterback who has little to no experience because he only played one game. And I think that's what I was kind of referring to when I said, like, what does it mean for Ron? It's a person who tried to take a huge risk. We knew it was a huge risk, but you, 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 you felt like it's like this sense of na- naivety. Like, what, what are you, what are you really doing to, to pr- protect and, and develop this guy? Like from your standpoint, because development doesn't look like a person who regresses towards the end of the season, regardless of what type of defense he's facing. Like, what is the offensive coordinator doing? What is the head coach doing? And I think that is, from a Ron perspective, one of the worst things he could have ever done. Never mind the fact that he mismanaged the quarterback position his entire career here in Washington. But you you really had an opportunity to, to do things a different way with Sam and, and this is the result that we are like I'm 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 very objective when it comes to Sam and in terms of, I'll give him his his praise you can for, for people that's listening and watching you can look that look that up through the film sessions on YouTube and on Twitter right but I'm also going to talk about the things that he does bad and I'm going to show that too and every single one that I've shown lately ain't been good so I'm not going to hide that and I'm gonna make sure that y'all see it too and, and that's kind of the results that you get from a uh, from a head coach who says yeah, man, we're going to rock it out with Sam, bro. He's going to bounce back. Or or a month ago, he's our franchise quarterback, and you benched him twice. And now he's not even playing against San Francisco. Well, Mo, what do you make of – I don't know if you you caught this, but something caught my eye today was Eric Bieniemy's comments on Sam Howe. I mean, it kind of ties into all of this because, you know, listening to Eric Bieniemy even all the way up into last week when he got benched uh, – when Sam Howe got benched against the Rams, you know, when Eric Bieniemy was asked about Sam – Eric Bieniemy still repeatedly kind of was consistent in his response by saying, yeah, you know, Sam is still developing. You know, we just made, you know, he, he kind of says some things kind of along the lines of Ron Rivera, but he's always, he's never kind of made, gave you any indication that he thought Sam wasn't progressing or that he didn't think that Sam was where he needed to be, but he's never given us that indication in any of his press conferences. But today he came out and he said, yeah, Sam has been playing well for a month. And he, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but he says Sam hasn't been playing well for a month now. He said, and it is what it is in a sense. Like, I mean, that's pretty much the he, gist of what he said. And yeah. for uh, so so I'll answer right quick. And yeah. AJ, if you got a response, you, you can you can quickly answer. We got Amp in the background. Um, He's going to join us in a second. But my, my quick response is Dre, just like sim- similar to Ron, um, Bienny was backed up in the corner. He ain't had no choice but to say, like, "How you gonna keep? How you gonna keep saying? How you gonna keep saying that he's doing some good things and he's he's playing good and you just benched him?" Like that's, that that's this was the, this was the first time, Dre, uh, that Eric Bienny has ever said out of his mouth to this point, he ain't been playing good. Yeah, like, he's always said we got things to work on. Uh, I, I love where Sam is as a, a, in his development. This was his first time ever that he said that Sam ain't playing good. He was backed into a corner. You can't, you can't, you can't lie yourself out of that. And 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 for compared to Ron, I don't even think Ron ever said that Sam ain't playing good. I think I just think he, he said didn't. he's struggling or that he, he like he's afraid of, about his confidence. But and he needed Bianchi, a break. <laughs> AJ, if you got you got the floor, and then we'll we'll get amp up. Yeah, I mean, you know, EB got to be PC because of the situation and position that he's in. But I think we all know. 
that if it was up to EB coming into this job and actually getting the be hands on with Sam Howe, that Jacoby Brissett would have been his starter from day one. It would have never been Sam Howe. All right, there we go. Um, so like I said, we're gonna go ahead and get amp up, man. Like I said, he's the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, as well as the Locked On NFL podcast. Um, last time we had him on, Brad, like it, it was a great conversation. I, I don't even remember. I think we were pre I think we were previewing the Jags. I don't remember, but last I want to say it was oh, it was the season opener. Yeah, I was like, what do we play? All right, we was previewing yeah. the Jags game. We got uh we got amp on, man. Great conversation. And then I think for, for us right now. When we look at the situation that's going on in Washington, uh, it's, it's a very good opportunity to bring in a perspective from another market and uh, in situations like this. Because um, Amp, I know I, I've been following this conversation ever since you tweeted it yesterday. You was, I mean, not yesterday, last like, a couple of days ago, you were even going at it with Richard Sherman. I said, "Hold on, what's what's going on in Jacksonville?" Because I don't know what this is, but I got to dig into it because. Quarterback is a conversation in Washington that's so ultra sensitive. You were a person who stood 10 toes online stating your opinion, right? And and got a lot of pushback from, from a lot of Jaguars fans. But I think what you said is, is, is based in truth in terms of like NFL process and NFL contracts and understanding if you have the guy or you don't have the guy. Uh I appreciate you joining me, big dog. I hope I appreciate you joining us. Hope everything was good with your Christmas. Uh, I know you got we all got a new year's coming up, man. So happy holidays to you. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> um, and then let us let us know what's going on uh with the the basis, the genesis of that that Trevor Lawrence situation. All right, so and thank you for kind words and thank you for having me on too. You know Absolutely. you're my man, Ma. And uh <clears throat> so during the Jack Bars broadcast when they played the Saints. I believe it was in New Orleans. It was an Amazon, uh, I think it was an Amazon uh, broadcast. And uh, Sherman had tweeted out something about Trevor Lawrence. I may have tweeted first and he, well, he tweeted it. And I said that Trevor's a little more generational than you think. I mean, because I've been here, I watched, I've been to practices, I watched the games and I understand the context of those games. I, I know what he has and what he doesn't have. I know exactly how bad it was when he was a rookie, right? I will agree with Sherm on one thing. I never thought he had Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Aaron Rodgers whip it, throw a strawberry through a locomotive arm. I didn't. I never thought that that was him. I thought he was more, I thought he had a really, really good arm. And he was more Peyton Manning, you know, but with legs, with a little more ability. I thought he would be more instead of being the the rocket arm dude that makes these unbelievable throws like the guys that I mentioned. I thought he would just be more cerebral with a little bit more athleticism. And early on, he Trevor has made some throws, man, that you would not believe. He's made some throws that maybe ten guys in this league could make, right? And I remember those games. I remember the throws that he made to come back against Baltimore, uh, the, the the touchdown that put him within one, and then they went for two. I remember all of that stuff. So my view of him is a little bit broader. I respect Sherman's view because I'm sure he's going to the Hall of Fame, right? And he played for a long time at a high level. And I'm thinking that his opinion of Trevor comes from a player perspective. Like, I have no fear of this guy if I'm the corner, right? 
or I know he's eventually going to do something and I'm going to be able to capitalize on it. So I never try to disrespect him. Now, the Jaguar fan base is a whole nother deal. I know what's going to happen. As soon as, soon as you get into it, they could feel the same way you feel. You just can't say it. And when you say it and you talk bad about Jaguar fans, they are real good at roasting. They like the fat, ugly kid in school. When he grows up, don't roast him at the barbershop because he didn't hurt at all. And he can give it to you. So Jaguar fans have heard enough from people throughout the years where they can, their snapback is crazy. They, their game is crazy. Anything you'll see up in Simple City and Benning Road or in the Bronx or, or down in Miami, I'm telling you, they can do it with the best of them, right? And um, that's the thing that he's running into now. Now, I did tweet last week, the Jags can't extend him right now. And everybody says that everybody thought that I said they shouldn't extend him. They should just let him become a free agent in two years. It's not what I said. I said they can't extend him. He's next up after Jalen Hurts, after Lamar, and then after um, I think Tua still has to get done. But uh, the yeah. kid in San Diego, the kid, the kid in L.A., the Chargers, uh, he Herbert. went. Herbert. Right, Herbert. Yeah. Herbert went. So Trevor was the next obvious guy, right? You know, you get into the beginning of that fourth year, and that's usually where the extension comes. That's where it came for Burrow and other people. These last seven or eight weeks, really the last four weeks, he's turned the ball over like nine times, bro. So my point was is right now when you don't have to do it, I wouldn't get no contract extension this year because you're talking about $160 million guaranteed, $250 million over overall and you're making that commitment what if these turnovers never stops and he becomes Jameis winston since he's been in the league he has more turnovers than anybody what do coaches hate more than anything turnovers, turnovers. right no matter how good you play everybody talks about Jameis 30 interceptions yeah yeah almost five thousand yards and 30 touchdowns too but that wasn't enough because of the turnovers so, so and, but i want to ask you now i'm not to cut you off but i mean at the beginning uh the conversation you kind of alluded to you think trevor is more generational than people think but in the same token you're saying you're not ready to kind of extend him can you kind of expound on more what you think he's generational at like why do you think he's generational in a sense well he's tough as nails right he's six six he can make every throw remember i talked about those difficult throws so turnovers we think you can fix them right those throws that he made, the ones that I'm talking about, and there's been 10, 12 of them, you're like, oh, my God. And to think about this, 67, 68% completion percentage last year, 25 touchdowns and seven interceptions. It was the total opposite of what he's doing now with the turnovers, which some people can say comes from the fact that the interior of the offensive line is bad and they can't pass block, especially the center and the left guard. So when that happens – Teams are pressuring him up the middle, forcing him to run, which automatically cuts the field in half. If you're a quarterback, worth your, you know, you don't throw across your body. And then you're limited with your outside options. And this guy's overcome just this year alone a knee, an ankle, a concussion, and now a sprained AC joint. And he practices today and he wants to play. So athletes at a high level will put up with just about anything except being a coward and and not being there for your team. The thing that he does is he's a gamer and he wants to play while they're in trouble and he wants it on his shoulders. So that has to say something, right? You saw a dude in New York say, I don't know if I want to play, man. I might risk myself. You know, and, and, and somebody had to talk to him and talk him into wanting to play. Trevor doesn't have that problem. Trevor want all the smoke. So the mental aspect of it, I think he, he has it. 
I'm worried that they're going to ruin him by getting him, by having him run too much and, and, and getting hurt. And by there not being a running game to help him, I think they're going to mess him up if they don't get some people in here that know personnel a little bit better. So here's clarification for you. Am I still committed to him as their future? Yes. Do I have to give him $150 million before the next two years? No. I was all ready to do that because I felt give it to him now. You get a little bit of a discount because that the price of that brick keeps going up mm-hmm. year after year. Even <laughs> if you're not, even if you're not good, it's just your turn. And we've seen Kirk Cousins cash in on that rule, right? So I'm thinking, like, get it over with, make the commitment, let everybody know, let free agents know. But now I'm thinking. You ain't got to do that. He's a rookie, a first-round pick. The first four years, he's yours. And you can exercise the fifth-year option tomorrow. Now, there's nothing that says that if he plays well, you can't go ahead and throw the fifth-year option out and go ahead and extend him after that. But when a guy has turned the ball over at the rate that he has turned the ball over, I have no no doubt that he can turn it around. But I'm not going to sign a $155 million check while I have to explain that. When you give a check like that, there is no doubt, right? I guess, I guess for me, I would look at it from a standpoint, like you said, getting at a discounted rate. If if he's having a down year, right, you can you can go ahead and and get that extension at a at a lower rate because, as we all know, quarterbacks are going to continue to get paid in this league, pushing up that number even further, right? And even from Trevor Lawrence's side, let me get some new money in here. And on top of that, I'm experiencing a lot of injuries. So I also don't know my health going into the following year and even possibly getting to a, a, a fifth year of this deal. So I I'm I guess where I what I'm really trying to ask, do you feel like the front office, Trent Bulky, uh the Khan family, are they not committed to seeing this thing through with Trevor Lawrence and and even like the aspect of, you know, us kind of crossing platforms in a sense uh, with Trevor Lawrence's because Washington is in a situation where they need a quarterback and that possible prospect that is being thrown out there, DC's own Caleb Williams is being viewed by many as being generational. But, you know, a lot of people feel like that term is, is overused. You still feel like you see the generational aspect in the Trevor Lawrence, even though, uh, he's having the issues with the turnovers, whatever. What more can Jacksonville do to push this guy to that generational uh, status that everyone has had since he came out of high school? I do think it's an overused term to 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 explain myself, and I, I'm glad you said that. The word generational can be funny because I can name you three guys that you could say had generational careers that when you evaluate them, they weren't. Philip Rivers with that quirky delivery drew Brees, who went in second round and he's five foot ten and tom brady who was a six round pick so when we look at generational quarterbacks that we compare trevor to a lot of times we're looking at it in a vacuum and we're looking at it backwards it's kind of like me explaining why I, my kids i got 20 26 28 30 year old kids right Man, Looking you back, scared me. I thought you about right. to say you got 26 kids. Yeah, nah, now, now it is a family show, so I will tell you this I did the activities that should have got me 26 kids back in the day, but you know, I didn't I didn't actually get 26 kids. But now moving on, why I can relate. 
right. What I, what I believe <laughs> what I believe we do sometimes is it's like the argument with with Big and Pac. I I was in the, in the 90s. I was 28, 30 years old. I worked in the club in DC on the East Coast. I was there doing all of that stuff. I saw it. They don't understand that for most of Pac's career, Pac wasn't an A-list rapper. Pac was a backup dancer for Digital Underground, and his first two or three albums that came out was like, eh. But when you bought those records, and when you remember that history, and I try to compare him to Biggie, who was a star from the day he started rapping, they don't see it that way. They just see, well, in hindsight, one guy died, and he was telling a lot of truths and he affected rap more than the other. Yeah. But you, you're telling somebody from my perspective who saw it the other way. Right. So when it comes to football, I remember when Brady came out, you know, generation, I remember Phillip Rivers replaced Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. I remember Miami chose Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees, but this guy went down as one of the top five statistical quarterbacks ever and was looked at it as an icon. And, and so the thing is, is we now live in social media society where everybody wants to rush everything. So that's why I say I'm still committed to them being committed to him. And I think they are. I think if anything, they're going to make an excuse for why he's not playing well. Right. And they're going to blame some people and some some things that are absolutely true. But I can watch him do things because people are doing things and the things around him aren't working. And it's not a binary issue for me to also say and. He's doing some stuff you ain't supposed to do if you're getting $150 million guaranteed. So what I meant about the discount was, is this. If he's next, they're just going to go a million above the, nap, the last guy. Go look at Jalen Hurts' contract and then look at Lamar Jackson's. It's just like this. Bang, bang, right? Another step. So if Trevor's next, it's bang right here. If two or three guys get extended in between now and two years from now, it's bang, 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 because he's next. Even if he's not better than that guy, he's going to get paid that much. So my point is, is when you didn't have a doubt about him at all, go ahead and start working on extending him. But now the doubts have creeped in in terms of the turnovers. That is the big word. It's not the incompletions. It's not whether he has the arm talent or he can't read defenses. None of that. If you have a propensity to turn the ball over, that is the thing. Just look at Jameis Winston. I'm telling you, yeah. he's like this now. He's Jameis Winston should actually be start for a whole bunch of people in this league. But the reason why, he was, yeah, <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with arm talent. Jameis Winston is top 10 as far as being able to place the ball 30, 30 yards downfield. He was number one pick for a reason. It's the turnovers. And that is what head coaches and offensive coordinators cannot live with because that is a Debbie Downer for the entire team. The defense get mad if you got to keep getting back out there over and over. They'll be like, hey, this joker again. You know what I'm saying? But but, but if the context Bro, is how are, how is he turning the ball over? Is it, Can you point to these turnovers and say, actually, man, Trevor is not reading the field? Yeah, go ahead, Maul. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to add to that because I'm like, they invested in bringing in who I view to be a number one wide receiver, Calvin Ridley coming off the suspension so what more what like what what's the one meme is like what more do you want from me like, right. hey, Tyrese, so listen, like what so more listen, do you want right hey, so, so listen, i'm, I'm gonna explain on, it to you on, because on, of big hold on one second i just want i want to add to it because i had a question and for those that's that's happening because obviously we know commander's side um we're talking to ant wigs um he covers the jaguars locked on jaguars podcast 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, and and there's a conversation down in Jacksonville about Trevor Lawrence right now. Uh, and and for this conversation, what I wanted to ask, and they kind of talked about it, AJ and Dre. I, I wanted to add to it because you mentioned the offensive line and the interior offensive line too. Um, you can continue with your answer, but my thing is like a lot of the things, especially with the conversation that you were talking about, Amp online was about, yeah, man, what's in his control is what you're looking at. It's not about the offensive line. It's not about his weapons. It's not about his defense. It's not about all these other external factors. You're making your decision based on what you're seeing from Trevor Lawrence. You mentioned turnovers. The thing in Washington, especially with the court, the current quarterback and Sam Howe. Is like there are some traits, what we call fatal flaws, where you're talking about a person who has a propensity to take a lot of sacks, right? Or if he's not, if he's not taking sacks, he's bailing on plays way too early and it's causing troubles. And he's also having a turnover streak that's not that's not nowhere near acceptable as a starting level quarterback. So that's what I wanted to add to it. Like what's in Trevor Lawrence circumstances, that's what that's what is a is a big deal and a big conversation that should be considered when it comes to quarterbacks. Okay, so let me let me explain it to you. There was the Cincinnati game that was on Monday night. And this is what hurts Trevor more than anything. I put the keys up. The keys to the game is this. Get off the field. The first two was just the regular ones that everybody says every week. Get off the field, right? Get off the field on first down. I mean, get off the field on third down and then convert third downs. And the last thing I put was Every time you touch the opponent's 37-yard line, which is Brandon McManus's range, you need to get points because too many times they leave points on the field. Sometimes they go for it when they shouldn't. 
Uh, they did it the other day They uh, against Baltimore. They got down to like the one-yard line and they tried to run a play and the guy got tackled inside of the, the playing field with no timeouts, right? So it's stuff like that. So the thing that I said was they need to make sure when they get to the 37-yard line, they get something because they end up losing these games by one score and they had three or four opportunities to score. Well, Trevor threw an interception. They went for it and didn't make it. McManus missed the field goal and Trevor ran on – third down and had the first down and just dropped the ball. I don't know if y'all saw it. It's just, yeah. So these yeah. things happen on his watch, the interceptions and the thing with Ridley, there's a big debate going on right now. I've heard some things off the record, but on the record, Doug just says it's a miscommunication. It wasn't necessarily, necessarily Trevor's fault. Wasn't necessarily Calvin's fault. It just seemed like somebody didn't get the signal. Trevor gave him a hot, but he didn't verb. He didn't signal. He just said it. And they just got to get on the same page. He don't have those problems with Christian Kirk, right? And Ridley's dropped dropped some balls this year. And it seems like they try to force the ball to him because he, he, he gets out there and it's like he's not happy sometimes. And you can see it in his body language. So they go out of the way to force the ball to him. There have been too many occasions on two or three different occasions where it's either been a turnover or a miscommunication. And it's clear that you see it. With Trevor, I sit in the press box with a guy who was a head coach in the NFL, two seats down from me. And I keep hearing, why did he do that? Why did he do that? There are times when I see a guy in the flat open on third and three, and he throws it 17 yards down the field trying to make a play. See, that's the kind of stuff you have to have this awareness, man, this awareness that it's more important to get that first down than it is for me to show that I can get that ball into that hole. So it's 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 the game management. It's the fumbling. It's like, why on earth did he do that? He hasn't done this yet, but I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for him on, on fourth, fourth and goal to sail it out of the end zone because it's like you expect <laughs> that now. It's like you got another down. No, you don't. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I think what it is, he's chasing plays. They, they're short in some areas. They were winning. They were eight and three with a chance yeah. to go to nine and three against the Bengals and actually have the number one seed. And since then, they've lost four in a row. And they've lost four in a row, and he hasn't particularly played well. And when they were eight and three, he hadn't particularly played well. They were just winning without it. Just think about it like this. This is the Trevor Lawrence in a nutshell. Four first half interceptions against the Chargers. Calvin really wasn't nowhere to be found, so we can't blame it on communication. Four. One was a tip ball. The other three won him. Doug went in at halftime and said, we got to score every time we get the ball, and they can't. That's exactly what happened. They scored every time they got the ball until they tied the game up. Then they kicked the field goal, and then the Jaguars got the ball back and kicked the field goal, and then they won it in overtime. The thing is, is that's a lot for the defense, man. You mean you can't – you got to stop them every time? Yeah, you got to stop them every time if you – so everybody gave Trevor so much credit for the comeback and staying in it mentally. They would have been in that situation had he not thrown four picks in the first half of the first playoff game this team has had in five years. So, so it sounds like. Hey, last questions too, because I know ample on the time limit. So, AJ, you yeah. got it. Dre, if you got a question I know, too, I come on. I know, like uh, Trevor's Trevor Lawrence sophomore season in Clemson, he played more like a point guard. But his last season in Clemson is when these issues that you're even talking about now happening with the Jacksonville Jaguars is what was showing up in his tape. So, that's where it's, it, it's just for me. Is this a is this a coaching thing? Like, is Doug Peterson the answer for Trent? 
I mean, for Trevor Lawrence uh, in the organization, or is it just what I like to say quite often about college prospects is they are who they are. And this is exactly who Trevor Lawrence is. He's, he's going to provide you some positives, but the negatives is he got a gunslinger mentality and he's going to turn that ball over. That's a great question. Um, I don't think he's like this person that I'm going to mention. I don't think he's like Jameis. I think he, you know, Jameis is funny. Jameis, he's a little more serious than that, right? I, I do believe, though, that the thing that you're describing is Jay Cutler. Great talent. Can throw it yes. with anybody. Can do whatever. Arm, arm out this world. But then it's just like. Just don't give a damn just, about protecting the football. It's like he can't get right. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like. So, like. That's an arrogance. That's like he'll arrogance. make the greatest throw ever and then make the worst throw. So what we want to do is this. We want to decrease that variance. We want to bring that floor up, bring the ceiling down a little bit. Like you ain't got to be a hero, but not too low, but just play the game smart and play the game within yourself. That's what we want to see more. But to your point, anybody that had any criticism of Trevor, they always pointed to those bad games. You can take the bad, the two or three bad games he had in college because he ain't had very many. I think he came into the league. He had only lost four or five football games since he was in the eighth grade. The thing is, is though, all of the losses, all of the bad games, it's the same one. All of them, all of the bad games, it's the same game. That's the problem. They all look just alike. So I haven't given up on him yet. I, I don't think you can give up on a guy until he gets the support system around him. I think Doug is the right quarterback uh, or the right coach for him. But I, I do think you got to be hard on him a little bit. I think you got to make him uncomfortable a little bit. And I think you got to let him want to play with a chip on the shoulder. Take advantage of the fact that he is willing to go play hurt for his team. But 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 be a dog about it and don't be Mr. Nice Guy about it. You know, when he got here, man, on the Urban, he was like the press secretary. He was like the dude who was the, the prince that was promised. He was calming everybody down all the time. And out here, you know, all this crap going on. They was parading him out there just trying to keep the fan. But at some point, guess what? You talk too much, people get sick of hearing you. And now about half of them are saying that, um, hey, man, we got to start at least putting some of this on him. And the other half are like, we'll withhold judgment, but they still need to do some other stuff around him to help him. And, and they're going to hold out judgment on him until they see everything around him improve. Is, is I know we got limited time. No, go, ahead. go ahead. I'm good. Is hey. Caleb Williams generational to you? Uh, as a as a talent? Yes. As a. And this hurts me because I'm I'm always hesitant to I'm not hesitant to criticize the brothers, but I just do think sometimes black quarterbacks or black athletes, period. You saw it a lot in baseball. I gave you an example. When Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds were were uh teammates, Barry gets up in somebody's face and he's a bad teammate. Jeff Kent does it, he's, he's a leader. You know how that goes, <laughs> right? We've seen that, we've seen that throughout. You can't yell at your teammate. You know, Des Bryant can't yell at anybody, but I saw Peyton Manning yelling at Jeff Saturday before. What is is that all right? You know what I'm saying? So I hate the fact that people judge body language and all of that stuff. But I will say this about Caleb, and I know he's from the crib, and I call it a crib because DC my second home. But there are some things that you look for in a point guard or a face of the franchise and a leader. John Morant did broke no laws. But what organization wants to see a dude holding guns up when he's going to be the face of your franchise, right? 
I do think sometimes when I watch Caleb, I don't see the hurt when they lose. I see, oh, well, it wasn't my fault. That's he that's right after the game, man. You they, want to go pet his cat, bro? No, he cried after. That's one of the cat, so like that. that they say they don't like to be cried in his mom's arms after. Well, see, I didn't like. I didn't like the whole. I don't. I don't mind crying. One of my favorite athletes of all time, Kobe, cried twice on the bench and once going to the locker room. But I crying with you, you know. Did he get breastfed too at the same time? Why are you on your mama chest like that? See, so I am gonna look for some stuff, and I'm like, I might not have a problem with it, but I'm looking at those other 53 alphas over there, that most of them Q dogs, and 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 some of them went to college on scholarship to avoid jail. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, what they gonna think when when they see? Man, I've been around them dudes, man. And this is something I used to tell my listeners when when, and it's not about me. But sometimes I use, and I, I don't like people doing it. I even said it's hard to look at a guy's body language and all of this. So it's not like you're angry at what he's doing. You're probably more angry at what he's not doing. And what he doesn't do is look presidential and quarterbackish sometimes in those situations. And that's what you actually need in that NFL. It's, 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 it's almost like the NFL is very unique in that way. And there's just a certain way a, you want your dude to act when he's going to be your leader. And, and I think sometimes with Caleb, unfortunately, those people don't see it that way. They want you to be like Russell Wilson was too much of, of that. And Sean Payton started cutting through it. Stop kissing babies. We need you to do this. And you, you know what I'm saying? Sean they want like a guy. They want. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they want guys. They want guys who they don't want RG3s either. The dude that's in the owner's office. Mm-hmm. I want you Nobody with your teammates. That. I want you with your teammates. I want when you walk out of the building, if I'm looking out this window, you're walking and they're following right behind you. They do little silly stuff like that during the draft process. Have 30 guys in for a meeting. Put certain magazine out. Who grabs the maximum? I want my middle linebacker to grab the maximum. They do stuff like that, man. And I don't want my I want my quarterback to grab National Geographic or maximum. It does not matter. They I'm telling you, they, these dudes psychoanalyze every single thing and they wonder how's that going to play in our community? How's it going to play with his teammates more than anything? And sometimes, sometimes I like quarterbacks that play on schedule and off, off schedule. I don't see him play on schedule much. I see him play a whole lot of off schedule. So to me, the teams that win outside of anybody coached uh, a quarterback by Patrick Mahomes, most of them played on schedule. And, and for me, for my final question, and, um, and this is going to kind of tie into the commander situation like there's a big debate within the fan base right now, and you should probably have some insight on this because I don't know what the I mean, I I I don't follow Jacksonville's day-to-day in their right. roster personnel, all of that, you know, whatever. But before Trevor Lawrence was drafted, you know, was there a conversation? How was your offensive line situation, first off? And 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 was that a big conversation before you drafted a guy like Trevor Lawrence as the as in is is the pulse of the fan base? Are we worried to draft a guy and put him behind a mediocre or not so good offensive line? Or is that something you factor in when you're in a top three pick type of situation and you you know you have these quarterbacks? I mean, you know, Trevor obviously had the generational label. Caleb has the generational label, whether we like it or not. But these guys, you know, are, are touted in strong quarterback draft classes. And a big conversation and a big debate within the fan base right now is 
you can't put a quarterback behind a current offensive line that you have right now. You know, I mean, is that something that deters you from drafting a guy of uh, Trevor Lawrence or Caleb um, Williams caliber when you're worried about the offensive line? Or do you just go get those guys and then you fix everything and worry about kind of building around them after? Yeah, that's a good question, man. And I'm glad y'all let me stay on long enough to answer it because one of my pet peeves in the draft is now I know they all look at the draft in two years. I, I, I was told that straight up by Scout Energy. GM. You look at it in two years. What can you get next year that you can't get this year? This year was this past season was a bad draft. The Jaguars had 13 picks, couldn't trade none of them. Nobody wanted them. They were trying to give them away. Nobody wanted them because it's like, no, we'll wait till next year. And most teams were deferring draft picks until they were doing stuff to, to load up in this year's draft. So I, I think you have to take the player whenever you can. You know, you ain't promised to be able to get a generational type quarterback or a, let's call it a franchise quarterback. Somebody you can ride with for 12 yeah. years. You, you might not, you improve that offensive line and those trenches enough and you can get a journeyman in there. Y'all trade for Jameis Winston and you start winning eight games. And now you stuck back in never, never land again, where not, unless you get lucky, nobody's going to fall to you. Right? So while you're here, take him. You got free agency. You got a whole bunch of ways you can you can fix your line up, at least patch it up to the point. There's a difference. You can patch it up with guys that just know how to roll out of bed and play because they've been doing it eight to ten years. And then you can have developmental guys. The key is to try to have both of them because, you know, you don't want to be patching your lineup every single year because they have to have the continuity and the cohesion and and, and the chemistry and all of that stuff. But I, I would just draft the player. The, the quarterbacks are very, very hard to find. We can name seven or eight of them on, on both of our hands right now outside of the rookies and the young guys. Name seven or eight of them that we think we can win with. If you think you can get one early that you can win with, you better get him. I don't care what – you can fix that line up, man. You, you don't have to play him. You can just sit him and use your second and third round picks and address the line and then go out and get a veteran and let your pro personnel department find that, that gem of a dude that he has a – that he has a, they have a beat on because I scouted him when I was somewhere else and I liked him, but I don't think they give him a fair chance. Let's go get him. And you can patch that line up or start building that line up with that quarterback, but it's hard to find a real good quarterback. So if you're there, I would take him if I was Washington. I tell you, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't touch that kid out of North Carolina. I'd take the boy out of LSU before I take Drake May. Hey, I'm so, I'm so glad that. That amp said what he said. Not not even not even the last part with LSU part, right? He he said even even if your offensive line or the the surrounding help, right, isn't where it needs to be. You draft the guy and you don't even have to play him. That's an alternative that nobody even considers, right? You get your guy and you sit him for a little bit because we know this situation ain't gonna work. So let me go ahead and resign Jacoby Brissett. And let me go ahead and let him play. If he wants to play, if he wants to stay here, we're gonna go ahead and let you go reset play for a little bit. And we'll make sure that if everything in the right circumstances are right for our rookie quarterback or our, our second year quarterback who was drafted first over or second overall in, 20, in the 2024 draft, we'll let him play. Um, but my last question for you, Amp, because Drake kind of actually asked the angle that I was going to. I would I would say I would kind of ask this question uh from this standpoint. Um, when you look at, you had mentioned, um, the, the part with matter of fact, I'll go this way. Even if say like the, the concept of, of drafting a guy, right. Uh, Jacksonville drafted, uh, I'm gonna have to go back in the, the memory bank for this one. Blake Bortles. Um, he was the first round draft pick. 
Uh, then you had Trevor Lawrence, who was the the later first round pet draft pick. You had a hey, another. Ball. You had another Blake draft. Bortles wasn't he Blake Bortles? Wasn't he a, a number five pick? Two. Why you guys? Number two. Number two. Yeah, number two. Number um, two? Oh, yeah. Oh. weak quarterback class, I think. Yeah, yeah something like that. And then I I want to say it was another draft pick before or after Blake. Gabbert. Blake Gabbert. Here we Blaine go. Gabbert. Same year that you drafted Ryan Kerrigan. But here's my thing with this question, because that was all in the 2010s, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, 2021, but you, or 2022. But either way, point being, um, the idea of accepting or being afraid to fail with a particular player versus, like, understanding that this may or may not work. You mentioned, and um, you are willing. If they're willing, you're willing to see things through with Trevor Lawrence, but you just would not pay him right now. Um, how do you feel about the idea of a quarterback that you do draft? Because there is, from Washington's standpoint, a fear that this quarterback, like, why are we so pressed to move on from Sam when there's no guarantee that the next quarterback may not work out? Um, I'm of the standpoint, and I guess this is my question. I'm of the standpoint where I don't give a damn if the next person don't work out. I'm in the game now. I'm willing to to draft this guy, and if he don't work, I'm going to draft the next guy until I figure out if this person works. What do you think about the idea of – I mean, obviously, you're going to give it time. You give him a year or two or three, whatever. But what do you think about the idea of moving uh, forward from the, the standpoint of, like, really being all in on finding your guy? Um, I agree with you. Um, you. You just keep doing it until you get it. Uh, I can tell you something. What I, I, I will say this. I'm going to piggyback off the conversation I heard while I was in queue. You know why Ron Rivera played that kid this year? He probably played him to actually save his job. They do it in college all the time. I'm going to play the young guy. So there's my mulligan right there. That As long as we show some progress, there's what I can go in there and say, look, I was developing this dude. Next year, he's going to be ready to go. A lot of dudes don't try to save their job by going out and playing Jacoby Brissett. Because they don't think he's going to save it anyway. That's going to make him eight and nine. And he's going to get fired anyway, right? So this year has shown you that the backup quarterback that you need two. You need at least two. You need a guy that's serviceable. You get a dude, you bring him in. Either you don't have to play him right away or if he can beat Sam out, let him beat him out. The thing that's going to be in Sam's fate, and this is what I tell people all all along about the draft process. You'll see like the Chiefs go to Caleb Williams' workout. Or they'll go to wherever he is and you'll see him watching him, right? They don't need a quarterback. What are they doing there? You know what they're doing? That's eval time. What else What else are they going to do? Go to the bowling alley? That's the time of the year when you eval people. And if he's the biggest prospect, so here's what happens. What if they hire, I'll throw a name out there. They need a general manager, assistant general manager of the Chiefs, and they got named Mike Bradway. Terry Bradway was his dad. What if they hire Mike Bradway? And Mike Bradway comes in and says, what do you think about Sam Howell? He can pop it off just like that because guess what he did? He went to his workout and he watched it. That's what they do. So whoever takes that job, I don't think he's going to be a college coach. Whoever takes that job and whoever they hire in personnel, they got they to book, book this thick on <laughs> Sam Howell, right? And the only thing that can happen, it could change for the better or the worse. Then they'll go with the coach and sit down with the pro personnel people and the scouts and they'll watch the tape of what he did with Washington. If it's, that's exactly what I thought he was, then they ain't going to ride with him. But if it's he's a little bit better at this than I thought, I thought he wouldn't be able to survive in the NFL because he was short. He was this, he ran too much, but no, nah, he, we got something to work with. 
But even that's not enough to not draft another dude. Because Sam Bradford changed that. They used to penalty the penalty for drafting a quarterback with the old quarterback scale when they were the highest paid players in the league. That back then, when them dudes were getting fifty million dollars as the first overall pick, when they changed the salary cap and put a rookie scale, it made missing on a quarterback in the first round less catastrophic. Remember, Josh Rosen gone in one year. Hey, we upgraded. Got to get him out of here. A lot of quarterbacks, a year and a half out of there. Daniel Jones just got money out of there. They got away, man. And that's the main reason why the NFL ownership groups put in the scale was to save money on quarterbacks, and they lied to the players with the NFLPA voting saying that it will help save um, veteran jobs when in actuality it's taking the veteran's job because they paying them on a rookie scale. <laughs> well, well, here's where I, I disagree with you with that. It wasn't just about quarterbacks. It was about rookies, period. Because even if you were Mario Williams, you got the money because it's slotted. If I don't care who it was going to be, whoever's going to be that first pick, and it ain't always a quarterback. The problem is, is when you commit that much money to a quarterback, He's, he's, he's like, other than a punter and a kicker, they're the only one that touches the ball every single play while they're on the field. You can, you can a wide receiver, you're going to need five or six of them. Defensive end, you're going to need five or six. But a quarterback, once you allocate in a salary cap, once you allocate that kind of money to a dude that can't play, oh, it hamstrings you for years, <laughs> man. And you and now you got to go pay a guy who can play at the same position. So you have two rich dudes and only one of them playing at one time. And then – that's going to cause a lot of dissension with the rest of the team because now at least when you pay that guy all that money, at least ain't nobody on that team going to question it because they know you need a good quarterback. And by the time you give him that big bonus, they're good with it because they saw what he but could see, do. And, and this is, this is kind of why I wanted to go back to the conversation with Trevor Lawrence about you, because shouldn't you know by now, if you want to pay Trevor Lawrence, I mean, it's three years now and I guess, and you still kind of undecided on them. Well, so I wasn't. Like- I, I wasn't. No, 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 yeah. no. Let me explain it. I wasn't. And if you put a gun to my head, see, I said last year, go ahead and start. I said at the beginning of the year, go ahead and start working the numbers because the boy was doing whatever he was doing. And I was like, hey, start working them. But now I'm not going to sit here and just to make myself sound smart. I got podcasts. I can't take them down. They say, hey, he's generational. <laughs> he's great. He's this. I can't, I can't take them down. But, but what I won't do is play in your face. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think today. And what I think today, because he has become such a turnover machine, you actually have time. I, I think, I believe that he's, he's going to shake it. But guess what? I'm going to use that extra time I got now. Because this extension ain't going to start now. You give him the contract extension. He'll get, if you say do it signing, you get it now, but you don't have to count till later, right? Well, now he just won't get it. Because it ain't going to start affecting that cap anyway until the extent his original contract was over, right? So my thing is, is I'm just sitting here saying now, what did I just say? Proven, make sure the reason why the rookie scale exists is because later you you know you're a guaranteed. I can't honestly sit here if he finishes the year with 13 turnovers in the last six games, justify it to anybody in my organization, fans or locker room, He'll probably while be laughing. While you're losing. While you're like, losing. If I give it to him, he'll be laughing. Oh, really? He'll be the happiest person on earth because he'll know he didn't earn it. You, you know, I still believe that I would do it and it's worth it if you put a gun to my head. But, and I still believe in him as a player because I don't seen too much. 
But the, the turnovers change everything because we can sit here and talk about an overthrow. We can say completion percentage. I don't know how many of those balls are balls that he threw away that he avoided sacks. The undeniable thing is turnovers, especially the ones where you can sit and point to him and say, this is on you. Doug, Doug said it. I can't play for him. We can't turn the ball over. We, we got to stop. We, I, can, we, I can't do it myself. When you say, what position did he play? He played quarterback, didn't he? So when he say, I can't do it myself, we think he's talking about quarterbacks. Yeah. And, and man, hold on. We, I was just going to say go. real quick. Yeah, I appreciate you, Maul, for, for even thinking of, of this ideal of bringing in Amp. Uh, as always, great guests, knowledgeable. Uh, we've all been seeing the the rants going back and forth. What's going on in Duval County? You feel me? They but turned on me, I man. Think... They got mad at me. Real, they love me, man. Hey, stand hey, ten times, bro. I tell people all the time. I, I, I've bro, been you going got through that. that. I've been going through that all season with Sam Howe, and I think that the franchises actually have synergy at two different points. Before you guys drafted Trevor Lawrence, that last year in twenty twenty. You had Gardner Minshew, who pretty much is a resemblance in some aspect to Sam Howe. Some people probably in Jacksonville thought that, hey, we should run with Gardner Minshew going forward and draft. I don't know who's, who who else came. I think Miles – did Miles Garrett come out that year? No, I'm uh, probably tripping. But yeah, some yeah. yeah the Trevor year was quarterbacks. Out. They, they okay. thought just go with him and go get somebody else because it was two straight quarter. It was Trevor and the kid and Zach. It was the kid. Trey, Trey, the and Trey yeah. Lance as well. He was after. Yeah. Zach right, right, right. So, yeah, right. I think it's a it's a great way for fans and, and our, our listeners to look at it and see that, you know, going with the option of an offensive lineman versus a quarterback isn't necessarily beneficial. You can still do both at the same time. So I applaud them all for, you know, bringing in that aspect and you also providing the the input and you know he you still view Trevor Lawrence to be generational <laughs> yeah I, I, he I don't want pay him yet though AJ because you know what you cut <laughs> hey once you, once you cut that check if he keep throwing interceptions you're gonna be up there that man with that mustache gonna come look at you and like hey man what's going on here so hey, the Arizona in that same situation though and they gave uh, Kyler the check but they might have to replace Kyler right now. You know what I mean? And see, in that but, he, position. but the, the thing about it, he has trade value. Trevor has trade value too. Believe it or not, if, if, if Jaguars, they ain't going to do it. But if they say, what y'all got for Trevor Lawrence? Somebody sent him three draft picks right now. That's in the top five. I know the Giants would in a heartbeat. So the thing is, is I'm not saying he's bad, but, and, th- and this is the parallel I'll draw with us. If you don't mind me, let me give me a couple of minutes. I'm not saying he's terrible. So if I would have told the Jaguar fan base, you guys would be eight and seven facing Carolina and Tennessee the last two weeks. If I'd have told them that at the beginning of 2022, they say we'll take it. Man, they would have been giddy. You got to understand, they went nine and eight last year, bro. And these people were around doing cartwheels. They thought we was going to Super Bowl this year. So what happened is those expectations, they flipped. And once those expectations flipped to, man, we eight and six, man, and we eight and seven and we got, we got uh, Tennessee and Carolina. You know what somebody told me today? Man, we ain't going to win now one of those games. We're going to be home. It's just like it, it, when they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, they wanted Trevor Lawrence, right? And now they got Trevor Lawrence, but now they want Trevor Lawrence to take that next step. It's not We ain't just glad to have you anymore. Now you have to, you have to do something. 
It's kind of like picking up one of them girls at Club 55 or the or penthouse up on George Avenue. And after a while, you're like, no, you don't do nothing. Whatever, whatever it is, I you know, I ain't been up there in a minute like that. And when I do come up there, I don't come nowhere around y'all young brothers. I I, I no, see y'all coming, I stay away from me, y'all. baby. Hey, man, yeah, man. Hey, next time you ever you, you ready for the penthouse, bro? Talk to your boy, bro. We're gonna go to the house. Take you to right, the stadium. I, to I used to roll up there, man. They still is IBEX still open too? Uh, no, I don't even no. know about that one. That was the 80s, bro. That stadium shut down, though, Dre. I wasn't gonna say nothing. Oh, stadium, yeah, stadium shut down. That's, yeah, that's it's, 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 it's a new spot called Assets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. off of yeah. Connecticut Avenue at the corner. Okay, all right. My wife went to brunch. My wife went to brunch on what that thing called the park. The brunch. Yeah, the park. Yeah, park. She, told, she told me how nice it was, right? And then I look yeah. on the news the other day and I heard them jokers out there fighting out there too. I'm like, see, I can't go nowhere, man. I'm gonna hey, stay out. I'm gonna stay out up in Marlboro or somewhere when I coming in the city. Come to Waldorf. Somebody told me they took everybody from Southeast and put them in Waldorf. Put them in Waldorf, yeah. yeah. I, I live cool. next door to them. They got Section Eight over here. <laughs> 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 what? Hey, 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 bro. Hey, look, I can't, I can't thank you enough, man. Like I told you, bro, it's it's been a minute. We talked a, a year ago, bro, but I like great conversation. You you a real dude, bro. You from the city, man. This ain't this ain't about nothing to get you back on, especially. No, more, we, we gotta get ample here. We got more time. We was on the time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy because yeah. we went past we went past the time. No, we I, did. I, I had we did. to, I had to so, go with so, so let me take let me take let me show you how a 54 year old player work, right? <laughs> I, I gotta do the locked on NFL tonight after the, the game. So I know I gotta come back in and do that. Me and my wife got in about six, six fifteen. I said, baby, I gotta go to this thing. She said, Don't be long now, because you know I gotta get my rest. And uh so basically the longer I stay on here with you, man. Your boy cutting into his cutty cutty time, man. I gotta go, man. I ain't got time to be on here with y'all, man. Let the people know where they can find you, bro. Let so so they can tap in with with, with Tony with, with Amp on the on the on, on the social on media. On X is shop talking wig. Now I got that because I'm a barber and I've been running my mouth for 35 years. So it's shop talking wig. On Instagram is wig the barber, but I don't do them but post haircut pictures and, and inspirational stuff on there. But my sports is shop talking wig. You can also check out the Locked On Jaguar site on X. I manage both. I'm more active on my personal site, but everything that I tweet out, I usually put it on both. There it is, man. Amp, like I said, bro, I appreciate you checking in. Happy yeah. holidays, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming, get- baby. I'll be there. Give me five seconds. I'll be there. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Handle your business plan. You know what I'm saying? Don't get in no trouble, dog. All right, man. I'll holler at y'all. All right, man. <laughs> there you go, and this, and this Trapper Dive episode was sponsored by Bluetooth. Bluetooth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shout go, out to Bluetooth, bro. baby. That shit works. There you go, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, so listen, man. Um, look, like I said, I had to get out of here at 745. But hey, great, great show, great discussion with the with the man Amp AJ Dre. Appreciate y'all for, for all of us being here so we can have that conversation. Um, like I said, for everybody that's listening, if you all got your parallels from that conversation as it relates to Washington, that was the goal. Um, so y'all let us know how y'all feel. Uh, Rick, I see you in the chat. Uh, homegrown, I see you in the chat as well. Everybody else, I appreciate y'all for tapping in. Dre, AJ, uh, we'll be back post game against the Niners. We'll talk a little bit about that. We all gonna predict the Washington loss, so we're gonna pray for one because we need to keep that draft pick uh active in a lot of top three. 
all that good stuff. So, fellas, enjoy y'all. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. All that good stuff. Uh, and we'll see y'all Sunday, man. Damn, set, huh? Watch him throw the ball. We gon' pick it off. You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to wanna win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap and Dive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.